God bless you. We're so delighted for all of you that are here. And we are especially happy to have Brother Emery with us to preach to us the good word of God here this morning. He'll also be with us tonight. You don't want to miss that either. And uh, he is from uh, Merced, California. And uh, he's one of my very outstanding favorite preachers. I like Brother Emery. Amen. He's a great guy to be around. A lot of fun to be around. Praise God. Brother Emery, we want you to come take your liberty in this pulpit. Preach to us the good word of God. We love you, brother. Amen. God bless you. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Is there anybody genuinely glad to be in the house of the Lord today? feel like David when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, I got something the only one. I was glad when they said unto me. He didn't say I was mad. He said I was glad. He didn't say I was sad. He said I was glad. Evidently, David knows that something happens when you walk into the house of the Lord. He realized that the presence of the Lord is there. And what the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Amen. The word liberty means that something is being released. Amen. And it's being released to my favor. So he said, something good is going to happen when I walk into the presence of the Lord. Power is going to be released. Anointing is going to be released. Healing can be released. Deliverance can be released. I wish somebody was glad. Amen. I was glad when they said unto me. Amen. I'm so glad we serve a good God. Okay, five people believe that. I said, I'm so glad we serve a good God. Amen. Let me tell you something. If you want something from God, there has to be an affirmation out of your mouth. God doesn't deal with head nodding. Oh, I wish somebody helped me now. I said, God doesn't deal with your head nodding. Amen. The word of faith is nigh thee even in thy mouth. I wish somebody say amen. Amen. If you want God to be good, you got to give God some mouth stuff. Amen. You got to say, God, I believe like the bishop was preaching. I believe you're good. And so I'm going to say yay and amen. Amen. When you say yay and amen, that means you bring that word right to your pew. You bring that word right to where you are. It begins to work and move in your life. So I believe God is a good God. Oh, yes, he is. Tap your neighbor and say, oh, yes, he is. Amen. What a privilege and a pleasure it is to be here. And uh, we greet your pastor in his absence. And we greet the bishop and doctor in their presence. And Thank them for a great hotel room and all the food, and I'm getting fatter by the day, so I'm going to have to get on back to California where I can even out, and so, so good to be here. It's been a while since uh, we've come uh, down here, and so good to be in Florida. Y'all have to do something about the weather, uh, and so, where I'm from is hot, but it ain't muggy, so, but don't worry, I'm from Alabama, so it's not a big deal. I've been to Jamaica mine, so it's all good. And so we must understand that, amen. It, the, weather doesn't, the weather doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that God is God no matter what the weather is. Amen. Somebody shout amen. 
Are y'all ready to have a little bit of church today? I'm a little bit afraid. I'm going to say that one more time. Are y'all ready to have a little bit of church today? Amen. Amen. I, I, we say God is good, but he's, he's greater than that. Can I get an affirmation? Amen. Unfortunately, unfortunately for us, we do not have the language. We don't have the syntax. We, don't, we really do not have the verbiage it takes to communicate how great God really is. David said it like this, if I had 10,000 tongues. Now, here's what he's saying. He does, he's not saying if I had a mouth big enough for 10,000 tongues to be in. He said, if I had the knowledge of 10,000 dialects, if I could speak 10,000 different languages and put them all together and use them all to try to describe how great God is, it still wouldn't be good enough. So we use our voice, but since our voice is not good enough, we use our hands. And since our hands are not complete, we use our feet. And then all of a sudden, we just get our whole body. We get to clapping and the shouting and dancing and moving. And he said, what are you trying to say? Said, That's the Pentecostal way. Amen. That's the way we do it in, in, in the first Pentecostal church here. We get our whole body involved because God is a God that's worthy of all the praise. He's worthy of... I wish I had some help in here today. Uh, have you praised him today? Have you lifted him today? Have you called on his name today? Have you said, God, you're worthy. I wish, come on, let's fill this place with praise. Uh, somebody open your voice. Somebody let God know, God, you're worthy. Oh, somebody shout hallelujah like you mean it. I said shout hallelujah like you mean it. Let the devil know you mean it. Let all Florida know you mean it. God is a good God. Hallelujah. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 23 and verse 23. I am I a God at hand, saith the Lord and not a God far off? That's a question. You may be seated. What then today is your concept of God, considering his greatness and his vastness? How do we define a God? Heaven is his throne. The earth is his footstool. The heavens of heavens cannot contain him. So what is our perception? How do you see God today in your life? And a more poignant question is, how do you see yourself or how do you see God sees you today? No man or woman or person, no matter what your culture is, no matter what your ethnicity is, no matter what your background is, nobody makes it through life whole. I wish I had amen. Everybody in the sound, under the sound of my voice has been broken in one way or another. And you have been broken in more than one place 
or another. I thought I'd get an amen in that. Amen. We never arrive in life intact. Things happen in our world that we have no control over. But before we receive, uh, go in advance any further, I would like to let you know that God, despite our brokenness, and despite all the mess that we've been through, has no inkling to throw you away simply because you may be somewhat defective. God does not have throwaway people. You see, God, our brokenness is not a defect to him. It is, in fact, sometimes the very thing that draws him to you. I don't have any amens yet, so I'll just keep preaching until I say something that you like. My point today is that we all have a common fear, which is the fear of being abandoned. Most of us have been discarded at some point or another. You may have been disowned by your family or divorced by a spouse, but God nevertheless looks over all of these things. And his ability to look beyond our faults and recognize a need that is deeper than our issues that we fight every day. And so we today must understand that you are valuable to God today. And that if you're here today, God has a plan uh, and God has a purpose for your life today. If you're here, you didn't get here today by accident. I didn't get an amen on that. You didn't get here today by accident. And you're not here today by coincidence. Because God doesn't deal in accidents and God doesn't deal in coincidence. God is a God of purpose. Now you might not understand why you're here, but God understands why you're here. You may not know what God's got cooking, but I tell you what, it's something good is about to happen in your life this morning, right here today, if you'll get on board with me early in this sermon. Somebody shout amen. Now, you must understand, friend, in this house, uh, amen, we've got to understand that uh, 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 God wants to do something great. And, and as, I'm, as I'm preaching to you, my mind is already hearing from you. But, preacher, you really don't understand who I am today. You, you, you don't understand where I've come from. You, you don't understand the things that have not only happened to me, but things that I have done. And, and God is, is, is so far away from me that I don't have any kind of faith that the bishop was talking about to believe that what happened to you happened to me. But I want to stop you for a moment and let you know, yes, you're right. I may not know what you came through, but you don't know what I came through. And if we all start talking about where we come from and we had a testimony service today, we'd still be talking about it next week this time because God has a good God. He's been... I wish somebody stand up and say, look at here, don't let me fool you this morning. I didn't always look this good. I was tore up from the floor, but God reached. 
I wish I had some amens in the house. But God has reached down out of the miry clay, set my foot. I wish I had some folk up in here on the rock to stay. Somebody ought to jump to your feet and say, I don't know about you, but God's been good to me. He brought me out. We started the testimony service, friend. Amen. You, you, you. We still be here tonight at 6:30 testifying about the goodness of the God of the Lord. Because when I look back over my life, I still got a testimony that what the devil meant for evil. Y'all, y'all really don't want to have no church. Y'all don't want to have church. You came to look good. I wish I had a few witnesses. What the devil meant for evil, God. Oh, what about y'all folks way back in the back pew? God ain't ever did anything for you but to jump on your feet and let the devil know you tried to kill me, but I'm still alive. You hit my body with sickness, but I'm still alive. You took my husband, but I'm still alive. I still got clapping in my hands. I still got a dancing. Slap your neighbor high five and say, I still got a hallelujah. I wish somebody help me now. You ought to jump to your feet now. And you need to let the devil know I still got a hallelujah. You can't take that. You can touch my body with cancer, but I still got a hallelujah in my mouth. You can give me diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, but I still got a hallelujah in my mouth. I'm still alive. I'm still well. God's still good. I'll still give him praise. I wish somebody helped me right now. Oh, I need some folks that's not ashamed right now, really quick. You think you can do this? I want you to jump on your feet right now and just help me for one moment. Come on, I'm going to let you go. Just, just get up and help me. Say, what you want me to do? Just, it ain't going to be, you can do it. I want you to just say with me what the devil meant for evil. God. Now, when we say this, everybody going to turn heat. Turn it around. Look at your neighbor, say, he turned it. Say, he turned it. He turned it around. Say, yeah. Say, yeah. Somebody. He turned it around. I wish somebody helped me preach. Uh, the devil threw me down, but God picked me up the book. Come on, somebody. Amen. You say, I've had my back against the wall, but I've got a God that'll make a way out of Y'all can be seated. We're not alone. God's never left me alone all by myself somewhere overwhelmed. Times we are, lose our breath, he takes our breath away. David says like this as he's breathless looking at the Judean sky in Psalms 8 and 3 and 4. Psalms 8 verse 3 and 4. When I consider thy heavens, 
the works of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visited him. I want to tell you that we do not serve an aloof God. Amen. God is mindful of you. I wish somebody helped me preach. I know you think that you're so far away that God does not know where you are. But friend, you're never that far away from the mind for God. Genesis chapter 8 makes just a brief statement and it says, And God remembered Noah. Oh, you, you don't understand. I, I read that one day and it hit me like a brick coming out of a truck. And I thought, like, what is he really saying? Noah was approached to build an ark and he walked 100 years under the reproach of a God that he was talking about rain where there had never rained and building a boat for no reason. And I can only imagine how people made fun of him. I can imagine what his children went through. What is your daddy building over there? An ark? Really? What's an ark? It's a big thing. Why is he building it? It's going to rain. What's rain? I don't know. <laughs> Why is your daddy building it? God told him. Who is God? I don't know. <laughs> Did you see him? No, he invisible though. <laughs> Did God mean no? He heard a voice. Oh, your daddy crazy. Yeah, sometimes I think so too. It took almost a year, more than a year, for the waters to recede off the face of the earth. And I don't know about you, but I'm a human being. And if I was on that boat after the rain was gone and I'm still there and I haven't heard for God over 100 years, I begin to think maybe God has forgotten where I am. Okay, not too many amens. One of these days I'm going to say something, y'all going to get honest with me. Because some of y'all sitting there like you ain't never had that thought. Some of y'all sitting there, you've been through so much mess, you wonder, does God even know who I am? Does God even know where I am? Does God even care about me? Oh, now you're going to clap. Okay, now you're going to clap. Could have did that at first. I don't have to do all that. Come on, just get with me right now. And so if you've been there, I want to tell you, God remembers you even when nobody else remembers you. He is the mindful God. Somebody shout amen. And, and, and so he's there, the heavens is his throne. He goes through all this stuff. And God will, rem God will not forget you when you get old. Your children may forget you. Oh, all the parents is laughing now. But God will not forget you. If they throw you in a nursing home, God won't forget you there. If you're crippled up in your body, God doesn't forget you then. If you got cancer right now, God has not forgotten who you are. If, you, if you're sick in your body and you're dismayed and you don't know what's going on, there is a God that still has you on his mind. He is the mindful God. You may think that God is so big and so large and so vast. His concerns are not even with you, but you're not even remotely close to the truth. God is close to you. He says, I am, I am, am I not a God that is at hand? Am I not a God? I am not far off. I am near you. Even Paul writes about the epithelium poet that says that 
that in him we move and have our being and happily we be that we find him though he be not far from any one of us. Somebody shout amen. amen. Psalms 46 and 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help. Amen. God is not a past help. He's not a future help. He is a present help. I wish I had some people that will help me in this house today. Amen. Whatever you're going through, God is right there waiting on you to invite him in. God is a very present help. The old time saints used to say it like this. He's an on time God. He may not come when you want him, but he's always right on time. Oh, I got some old school Pentecostals. Oh, I, was, I got some folk that know what I'm talking about. Amen. He's an on time God. He'll never, he might let you slip, but he'll never let you fall. He's an on time God. Oh, somebody say, yes, he is. And so we beg to question, we beg to differ, and we're trying to understand. Amen. So if you're there, how can I feel you? Sometimes it's not always about what we feel, but it is about what we know. I cannot go on my feelings. My emotions are vacillating. They are, they're not stable. Sometimes I feel safe. Sometimes I don't. Okay. Y'all can lie to me if you want to. But if I cut all of y'all, I don't care where y'all from, you're going to bleed red. That means you're a human being. Sometimes you feel like you're saved. Sometimes you even wonder yourself. But you see, in my heart, I know I'm saved. Oh, not too many amens on that either. But see, I, I know I'm saved. Because I remember 36 years ago, walking down the long aisle, having God touch me. I remember coming out of the ward in Jesus' name. I remember being filled with the Holy Ghost. When my, when my emotions lie to me, what I know will never lie to me. Well, I wish somebody helped me now. I said, what I know. And see, the devil can't take it away from me. And let me go old school on y'all since y'all like the old school preaching. I know that I know. That I, okay, all right. I, I thought I had some old school folk up here. Yeah. I know that I know. That I know that I know. And you can't make me believe I don't know. I've been to the water. I've been baptized. My soul got happy. I'm satisfied. I know that I know. Let's go on a little journey. Y'all ready? I'm watching the clock. I know I'm, I'm looking for some curry goat today. And mine, I hope we fixed the pasta, a couple of Jamaican beef patties, man. <laughs> but they got to be warm, man. You can't, can't eat cold Jamaican patties, man. They got to be warm. <laughs> I went to Jamaica, 
And they knew I was from Alabama, not from Jamaica, I'm from Alabama. And the pastor's wife said, Pastor, we're going to fix you to pull the suit before church. I said, suit? Cool. She says, a little bit of chicken soup. And I said, oh, that sounds wonderful. And so she gives me this bowl of chicken soup. It's all brothy, smells good, and I stir it, and the chicken foot comes up. And so she begins, she stands back, and she's watching me. And I said, oh, man, chicken feet. It's a long time since I don't had chicken feet soup. She goes up, Pasta, you from Jamaica? I said, no, I'm Poe. I'm from Poeville. Sometimes that foot is the all the chicken we had to eat. But I knew how to suck it and get. Oh, y'all ain't gonna help me preach. I don't need a whole chicken. I can just take a foot or a bone. And I don't need all of God. Just give me one touch of God. I ain't got no real church. I'm with. I'm going to go preach over across the street where there are real people up in there today. Luke chapter 10, verse 30. Walk with me. And Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him. He departed, leaving him half dead. Now, I don't know if this is a parable or a story, some kind of drama unfolding that the intent of it was that uh, somebody asked Jesus about eternal life, and there's this discussion about who is the, what's the greatest commandment and who is my neighbor. And Jesus goes into this triad. He goes into this deal, and he starts talking about a man, a certain man. A particular situation goes from Jerusalem to Jericho, and le- reading all the typical language and all the things we try to navigate whenever we walk. Now, Jerusalem, of course, uh, typifies where God is in Jericho typifies the world and all of these things. These are the typologies of the world and then the story and in the story, whenever you walk away from God, you're heading down to a place and it's a downward spiral and there the adversity that your, 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 your adversary is always waiting on you and here he is stripped of his raiment. He's, he's wounded and living him, leaving him in a half dead position. And verse 31, it says, by chance there came down a certain priest that way. When he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Now, for me, the priest represents religion. Now, religion is a good thing. However, it has no merit. It has no power. It is without virtue. Therefore, it is impotent, and it cannot heal you. It cannot deliver you. It cannot save you. Religion uh, is impotent in its ability to bring salvation to your heart. You need more than being religious. What you need is an experience with God. Church folks, you need to help me preach right now. I mean, you need more than a religion. You need salvation. You need more than just to go to a church. You need to go and encounter a God that's able to help you in your mind and in your emotions. I wish I had some help from some folks up in here. Amen. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not preaching to us. I'm preaching to them. Can somebody help me? Somebody's in this building need God. You got to make them understand that what I'm telling them is going to get them now. Can I 
get some amens in the house. Uh, amen. You need to work with me. Somebody's on drugs today, and they need to understand religion can't get you off of drugs, but God can deliver you here this morning. Some marriage is in trouble, and somebody needs to understand religion and counseling can only go so much. What you need is God to put your marriage back together again. I wish somebody help me preach right now. I'm talking to some young men and some young women that think the world got what you need. No, God has got what you need. The church the church has got what you need. The Holy Ghost is really what you need. He said, preach, oh, that's all good for you. You're up there, you know. I know I'm standing here all together with my swag. You know what I'm saying? And I got this finely tailored Italian suit, bro. Don't know, let me blow your mind. Zing, sing, you know. See, I know what it is to ball to roll to sink to pole. You understand what I mean? I done balled up all kind of kilos, dog. You understand? Now, that mess you're talking about, I did 98% pure stuff, dog. You understand where I'm going from? So don't let, don't let the whole preacher thing. I already had the afro, the cornrows, the Jerry Carroll, the scary Carroll, the Mary Carroll, all this good. I'm trying to tell you about something greater than all of that. I done did the cocaine. I done did the lines with $100 bills. You ain't helping me preach. I done had paper fold all up good and gold. But I'm telling you, there's something better than that. I was balling before you were born, dog. Are you hearing me talk to you up in here? I was rolling before you was even born. You, wasn't, you didn't have milk in your mouth. I was balling for Snoop. He wasn't even a dog. He's just a pup. So I know, been there. And didn't even get the t-shirt because I got broken and had to sell it. So I'm not talking about something I don't know about. Religion can't save you. I was religious. But I was still a dope addict. I was religious. But I remember laying on my bed at 18 years old with my body, with my spirit drifting out of my body. And I knew I was dead, overdosed, thinking I was bigger than life and not knowing life will hurt you. I didn't know God, but God knew me, and only by the grace of God is my life spared today. I know all that, all that stuff was about religion, give you help. But for him, the priest could not get him out of the ditch. Somebody say amen. amen. Verse 32, and likewise a Levi, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. Now, the Levite represents the law. Now, the law is good. The law is holy. The law is righteous. But the law has no veracity because the blood of bulls and goats are not able. All those bulls and all those goats and all the blood of the turtle doves, 
The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins, but those bloods was not powerful enough to get that man out of his ditch and to get him washed from the iniquities of his life. It, it, it just, it didn't, that it didn't want to. It didn't have the power to. And then, somebody say and then. Paul Harvey says the rest of the story. Then Jesus came. I, I wish I could preach this thing like a real. I said, and then Jesus came. The Lamb of God. I said, the Lamb of God, whose blood was clean enough, was holy enough, was powerful enough, was veracity enough, was virtuous enough. I wish somebody helped me in today. Uh, that blood. I guess y'all don't know about it. I may have to preach about it. Oh, the blood of Jesus. I want to ask you a question. What shall wash away my sin? What can make me hold again? Somebody said, oh, precious. I love, I love that old school stuff. They say stuff like, I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood for me. One day when I was lost, he died on the cross. And I know it was the blood for me. One writer took it a little further. He said, there's power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. All the humanity laid in the ditch of life, broken, bruised, confused, maladjusted, hurt, stripped, naked, and then Jesus came and everything changed. And I come to tell somebody things are about to change for you because Jesus is in the house today and this blood is flowing like a I feel the Holy Ghost I said his blood is flowing like a river healing blood powerful blood saving blood did anybody believe what I'm saying I still remember folks I don't know about y'all I, I'm watching clock. I'm just about done. I, I still remember. I remember when that man put me down in that water. I was 26 years old. Had my hair braided back, ponytails. See, y'all, y'all, y'all think y'all, y'all created something new. <laughs> man, I had cornrows before your mama was even smiling about you coming into the world. 
had my ponytail. I was thin then, dog, too. I could look down and see both my feet. <laughs> I had my ponytail. Taking out a ponytail, I had bangs down before Michael was even born. I had bangs. I run the gamut. The old song says, when you tried everything and everything's failed, cry Jesus. That's a good song. But can I change the song? Ain't no reason to try everything. Just try Jesus. No reason to try drugs and ain't going to do nothing for you. No. You don't need another woman. You need a God in your life. You don't, you don't need another joint. You don't need crack. You don't need meth. You don't need, oh, I wish somebody help me preach right now. Amen. What you need is to know that Jesus Christ is here today, and he is your way out of your dilemma. He's the way out of your ditch. He's the way out of your situation. He is the truth, the light, and the way. I wish somebody help me preach up in here today. There's no other God but him, no other God beside him. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that you can ask or think. He, the Samaritan, in verse 33, says, as he journeyed, the last, the next four words, came where he was. And that's my title today. Jesus is here to come where you are. He's not afraid of your ditch. He is not afraid of your situation. He is not repulsed by your sin. He, he's not going to throw up because you're in this bad situation. You're there in the ditch and you're bleeding and your body fluids are all over the place and you're mangled and broken and, 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 and life looks at you and, and then here comes religion is horrified by your situation and the law stands... Uh, Religion stands on the other side of the street and the law passes by because he knows, man, I'd like to help you, but you're in a situation I can't, but Jesus, amen, will not walk away from you. Amen. He will come right where, right where you are. And then he'll begin to get down in your ditch right where you are. He's not afraid of your situation. He's not afraid of, your, of, of all the mess you have in your life. He's not afraid of where you are. He don't care about all the stuff. He's going to get right down in your ditch with you and he's going to bind you up he's got oil and he's got he's got he's got wine with symbolizing the anointing and symbolizing healing power he's got bandages he said I can bind you up and I'll pick you up and I'll turn you around and I'll give you a reason to live you don't have to commit suicide you don't have to waste your life you don't have to give up now some of you thinking about giving up what are you going to give up to don't give up stand up don't give up wake up don't give up get up 
There is a God that's getting down in the ditch with you right now. There is hope. I want you to touch somebody and say, there is hope for you today. There is hope for you today in this house. Hope is in the house today. Hope. Uh, hope's in the house today. That's why you need to get up. Hope's in the house today. Healing is in the house today. Deliverance is in the house today. Power is in the house today. The blood is moving and flowing in the house today. The yoke breaking power of the anointing is in the house today. It's not just moving up there. Oh, you can feel it. Yeah. You can feel it. It's moving back here. You think God is afraid of the back row? You done lost your mind. God always starts in the front, but he moves to the back row. You can't hide from God. You can't, no, no. That's why I'm back here to let you know. You can sit back here, but you can't hide from God. God is running through every pew, through every aisle, up and down every seat. He came back. He said, go back there and let him know. I'll go to the back row, to the front row, to the middle row, to the side row. It don't make no difference. God is in this house. Somebody say, yeah. says it like this but scarcely will a good man die but God has commended his love toward us that while we were sinners That while we were a far off from him, he came close to us. Some of y'all not happy, but I'm happy. Then when I was so far away from God that I didn't even know who he was, he came near unto me. He said, I am not a far off God. I'm a God at hand. I am an ever present God in the time of your need. He's here. I said he is here. And his spirit is moving row to row, aisle to aisle, seat seat, person to person, with an outstretched hand, simply said, if you want to get up, I'll help you up, and if you want to get out, I'll help you out.
I don't know who I'm preaching to today. But before you even got here, the omniscient, ever-present, all-seeing, all-knowing, all-encompassing, everlasting, immortal, eternal, ever-present God was waiting on you. He already knows your situation. My question is, how much longer do you want to live in the ditch? Because you see, I used to be a ditch dweller like you. I used to think the ditch, man, that was a way to live. Till I found out the ditch ain't living, the ditch is dying. Ditch living is death. And I know you're like me. I kept throwing away stuff, telling my stuff I'm not going to buy no more. I'm not going to sell no more. I'm not going to do no more. Only to go buy another kilo of this and get another line of that. Ditch living ain't truly living, sir. Ditch living ain't truly living, ma'am. But this Holy Ghost life, that's living. Because he says, listen, the thief cometh kill, to steal, and destroy. He said, but I came to give you something that this world cannot give you. I, I came to give you something that drugs cannot. I came to give you something that the immorality of this life cannot. I came not to give you happiness, but to give you joy. I came Every head bow now, every eye closed. Key of G, please. G? Is that G? Twas a maze and grace. How sweet the sound that has saved a like me. Night once was lost, but now I'm found. Now I was blind, but now I, I see. Can I say that one more time? It was a maze. In grace, how sweet the sound that saves a wretch like me.
do I have any witnesses in the house? You ought to just start waving your hand. And I was, was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I, I can see. All over the building with your lift those hands now. Come on, God's dealing with somebody. You brought, you brought visitors today. You brought friends today. You brought family members with you today. Come on, everybody, get them hands right. Begin to worship. You can hear me as I'm speaking to you. Now you need to reach over and grab somebody and say, do you want to go with me? Come on, bring them down to the altar. Would you like to come? I need all the altar working team to come on down right now. Amen. You came with me or did you come looking for something? Because God has got something for you, something better than what you have. God's got victory for you. God's got blood for you. God's got healing for your body. Come on, grab somebody by the hand. Ask them politely, would you like to come? Because if you do, I will go with you all over the building. Come on. If you know God's been speaking to you this morning, here's your time. Now make your move. Don't stand there. Don't sit there. Don't come on. Don't become unmovable. Begin to move your way down. Somebody will meet you at the altar. Hallelujah. Come on now. Come on. If you're looking for something, you're looking for a change. You're looking for something to change your life. Get out of the ditch while you can. Come on, everybody. And I once was, was lost. And now I'm now I was blind. From the top, amazing grace, everybody. to throw those hands up in the air come on all the way stand them up oh god close those eyes start talking to them right now god i need you in my life i need a change in my life i need transformation i'm tired of the ditch i'm tired of my situation i'm tired of being wounded and weak right now strengthen me one more time oh. Come on, if you brought a friend, if you brought a guest, I want you to lift, put your hands on their back and begin to pray right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Move over. Come on, begin to pray right now in the name of the Lord. Buzz my heart. 